Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Uh, Let's do a little Celtics NBA playoff preview. Uh, Happy to talk with Radio.com Sports Insider Brian Scalabrini. Joining us, brought to you by the 2019 Mercedes-Benz A-Class. Hey, Scal, how are you? I'm doing well, guys. How are you guys doing? Good, Great, thanks. How uh, how nervous should I be about Marcus Smart not being available for at least maybe the first couple of rounds? Yeah, probably not the first round. I, it will affect the game. It will affect the play. It will affect their spirit. I can't see it actually affecting wins. If Victor Oladipo was playing, we'd have a real conversation. The guy's out. Indiana, they play hard. That goes so far. And it does really well in the regular season. But as far as in the playoffs, you got to do more than just play hard because everyone's playing hard, everyone's prepared, everyone's well coached. So I don't think it'll affect wins and losses this round. Want to have this conversation in two weeks before the Bucks? Well, it'll be a different conversation. Yeah, Scott, what do you make of the Pacers? They've played now two months or so without Victor Oladipo, and they didn't fall as much in the standings as they thought that they would have, but they don't have that superstar player that the other teams in the East, the, the contending teams, have. So what do you make of the Pacers? Um, very well-organized team, good defensively, but just not enough. In, in the NBA playoffs, the way you win is by having individuals that cause you to have to put two on him or rotate, you know, two guys or rotate out of the post or whatever it may be. They don't have a single offensive player that you're not going to play straight up, which limits your rotation, which means everyone can stay home, which means you'll get good defensive possessions and you don't have to make adjustments per se as much as other people have to make adjustments. So I, I like them defensively. I like the way they play. They're a fun team to watch during the regular season because just, you know, a lot of teams in the NBA just don't play that hard during the regular season. But uh, in the playoffs, I just I just can't give them a nod of getting. I mean, maybe they get one win at home, game three, but I, I can't see much more than that. There were times during this season where I questioned the chemistry on the Celtics. Uh, there were times when Kyrie Irving was saying stuff about some of the younger <laughs> players. You'd you'd see reactions on the court sidelines. Is all that stuff okay here? I don't know if it is or it isn't. I do know the last three weeks these guys have been playing at a much better level. They seem much more connected uh, defensively. Like the uh, attention to detail that Brad Stevens has shifted from, we're going to try to spread the floor. We're going to try to have run this play for this guy, this play for that guy. Everyone was like their mood was predicated on offense. The last two weeks, the emphasis has just been defense, and everyone's mood has improved. And offensively, they've gotten better because they have been just focusing on the defense, guys aren't so sour when they don't get as many shots. And, you know, they got a lot of good players, and a lot of good players try to figure it out. And a lot of these guys, you know, in, in their own mind are well accomplished. I think really the only guy on the team that's accomplished is Kyrie because he's won a championship on a, on a certain level. I mean, that guys are, are had some good games, and Gordon Hayward's been an all-star. But as far as, you know, who accomplished something, Kyrie has. And at times, and even Kyrie has admitted it, you know, like maybe I overreacted a little bit to getting on the young guys or, you know, saying that, you know, listen to me, I've, I've done this and you guys should follow me. You know, I think for most of these guys, they just got to go out there and play and forget if there's conversations like that. But with Kyrie, 
I, I the last three weeks he's been a completely different player. So hopefully he continues with that type of play during the playoffs. Well, and you're obviously around the team a lot. What do you think the relationship is like between Kyrie and Brad Stevens? Good. I think Brad uh, asked him to be a leader. I think at times Kyrie has been a good leader. At times he's probably been a bad leader. But um, but I think it's good because I think Brad understands the level it takes to win. If you think about last year in Game 7, the level it would have took, taken to win that game with a couple buckets late in the fourth quarter. But Kyrie Irving is that guy. Like He lives for those moments. He understands that those moments are the ones that separate you know you from another good player and makes you a great player. So I think Brad understands that, and I think, and obviously, I think Kyrie knows that. But I also believe that Kyrie thinks that Brad is 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 the coach that's going to help him, you know, develop these young guys and help him get over the hump. I think they have a uh, sort of a mutual beneficial relationship as far as like accomplishing the goal, which, in my opinion, is to get back to the finals and. At that point, it's to beat the Warriors. I don't think because of how they played this year that the goalpost should be moved. I still think the expectations should be high. We're talking to Radio.com Sports Insider, former Celtic Brian Scalabrini. When you look at this at the Celtics in the Eastern Conference, I, I think it's fair to say most of us feel in the regular season this team underachieved. We thought they were going to win more games. We certainly thought they were going to uh, finish higher than fourth in the Eastern Conference. Do we think that that switch has been flipped here when we get to the playoffs? We hope. I don't know if we think or we know the switch has been flipped the last three weeks. We hope that that type of play continues. We hope that these guys stay locked in on the defensive end and don't get distracted with, man, I didn't play that well tonight. Because at the end of the day, when you don't play well in the regular season – your boys, your mom, your dad, whoever, come in and say, hey, man, you should be shooting the ball more. You should get more touches. When you don't play well in the regular season and you win, no one ever says that. At least that's my experience. Now, listen, this generation could be a lot different, but it, all the distractions go away. It becomes about winning and losing basketball games. So when you're focused and have the one main goal and every win is a, is a tough thing to get, hopefully all those distractions, hopefully all those other things uh, don't come into play. I'm not saying they won't because we've seen it throughout this year. I'm just saying hopefully that it's, it's, it's all about one goal, which is it's hard to win in the NBA playoffs, winning game one and then moving on to winning and making adjustments on game two. Who do you think will be the team's second leading scorer throughout the playoffs? So I hope it's Gordon Hayward yeah. because I think if it is and the Celtics have a chance to go to the finals, it could be Jason Tatum and it could be Jalen Brown, but – I really believe that if Gordon Hayward is the second-leading scorer on this team, that this team will go to the NBA Finals. But if he's not, I'm not saying we won't, but I'm pretty confident that if he's aggressive Gordon Hayward, getting touches and and making plays, the team's going to be pretty good. Would you start Hayward, or would you keep him coming off the bench? I like him coming off the bench. I'd start Jalen Brown. I think Hayward would play 30-plus minutes, but Jalen Brown brings uh, exactly the type of defense I think that I would want to start the game with on Bogdanovich. Did we underestimate how difficult it was going to be for him to come back from that horrific injury at the start of last season? Did we underestimate how long it was going to be almost psychologically before he'd be over the hump? No, I don't think so. I, 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 think, uh, I think our expectations were high, and they should be. I think when you, get that, when you get hurt that early in the season, we expected him to be back. Gordon Hayward probably didn't underestimate it. It's, I think more than anything, it's not necessarily the ankle it's 
more like the confidence. It's the feel, getting used to playing with these guys. Remember, he's been the man in Utah the last time he played. It's not the same here now. Hey, they just want him to go out there and be one of you know eight guys that, that go to work, one of eight guys that can have a, a big night any night, and it's a little bit different for him. It took him a while to get adjusted to that. But at the end of the day, with Brad Stevens and the way that these guys play, he wants all these guys to be super aggressive. Just take good shots and make the right play. That's all he's asking for guys to do. In your mind, who should be the favorite to come out of the East? Ooh, in my mind, in my mind, the favorite is Toronto. Yeah. Because I do think we'll beat Milwaukee. If Milwaukee beats us in the second round, then I think uh, Milwaukee will um, will beat Toronto. I don't know if we can go to Toronto and win. Right. We have we have struggled mightily in Toronto on the road. Maybe we can. Maybe Toronto will revert back to who they were when they had DeMar DeRozan, but I have a pretty high opinion of Kawhi Leonard. I have a pretty high opinion of that team in the Air Canada Center. I, I, I don't think that we could, we could beat that team. As of right now, what I'm seeing, with what I know, unless something, something drastic happens, but uh, I do think we're, we're going to beat Milwaukee. I know that sounds a little bit crazy because they have the best player and the best team, but I do, I do think we match up better with them. And what do you got? How long do you think this series goes against Indiana? Clearly, you think they're going to beat the Pacers. Yeah, it could go five. I, I, yeah. I think if the Celtics, if, if the Celtics are really serious about beating Milwaukee, they'll beat them in four. Uh, oh wow! Okay, all right. We'll put that put you down for a sweep. And then one of the big stories that's been going on all season long is Kyrie Irving and where he's going to go next year. Do you think how far they go in the playoffs will have any impact on that, or do you think his mind is already made up one way or another? I don't think his mind's made up. I, I, I think everything's in play, right? I don't think anything is out, out of the question. How they do this year, you know, that's like saying, like, if they lose to Indiana in four games, he's definitely coming back or he's definitely leaving. I don't know those things. So I don't, but I don't think his mind's made up. I don't think anybody's mind's made up when it comes to free agency. The only guy I was pretty confident of going to L.A. was LeBron because mm-hmm. he wanted to do movies. Maybe Kyrie wants to do more movies. I don't know. But as far as, like, if it's about basketball – I think all these guys, like Durant, Kyrie, Kimba Walker, if it's about basketball, I think the decision, they'll, figure, they'll make their mind up in July. Scout, we appreciate the time. As always, we'll look forward to talking some more NBA playoff with you later on in the series. Got it. Thanks. Thanks, Scout. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.